0: It is Tuesday, September nineteenth. We're back again with another episode of baseball today. Here with me, my good buddy, coffee sipping, chain popping, finger pointing, hair slicking, jolly, all of producer Dan along for the ride as well. See Rose call called the game last night uh, mm. for his Browns. A tough one. Uh, But, you know, we just want to congratulate him for getting the opportunity, doing a great job, being prepared, because that's what C-Rose does. He's a guy that prepares uh, a true professional. We miss you here, c Rosie, but we're glad you got the opportunity. And Jolly,
1: how are you? I'm good, Trev. A uh, lot of good ball played last night on a light schedule. I'm excited to talk about it with you. Kind of skipped out on the Steelers-Browns game. Only caught the highlights Kind of some messy football, and that just goes to show you why our sport is number one. Oh, my
0: goodness. This is called baseball today, but, you know, one of the creators of this show also works for the NFL. That's fair. We got to mention it. But as we always do at the top of the show, we give a tip of the cap, and this one goes to our guy Kyle Schwarber down in the ATL off my guy, Mike Tonkin. Oh, my goodness. Woo. That thing went over. The chop house, he had big piece in the front row being like, oh, my goodness. I don't even know if I could go up there. Of course he could. That dude hit absolute tanks. 483 feet, 114 off of the bat. This guy is incredible. The way he smushes baseballs, Jolly, is like
1: nobody else. He's nuts, dude. He's nuts. I mean, any team... That passed up on this guy in the middle of their lineup has to be kicking themselves. I don't like. Listen, I'm an analytical guy. Screw War when it comes to college Schwarber. That dude mashes. He puts 40 homers in your lineup. Home runs like that. It's crazy.
0: Uh, those should count for more. They really should. I mean, <laughs> that thing should get you an extra half of a run or something like that. Uh, what a, what a like a great year! I think he's he's like approaching hundred RBI. He's like forty something homers. I know the batting average is is down. It's it is what it is, people. This dude strikes fear in the opposing pitchers all game long, man. I had to shout really? that one. I watched that homer. And I was like, "Jeez, dude." Yeah, talk about getting your A swing off. All right, mm. all right. Let's start the show up though. Adam Wainwright twirls a gem to finally get his two hundredth win. Seven innings pitch, four hits, zero earned runs as the Cardinals beat the Brewers 1-0. It's been a tough year for Waino, uh, but his career achievements are off the charts, obviously. Uh, we all know the curveball, Jolly, against your Mets uh, to send them to the 2006 World Series. Uh, but other than that, what's your favorite Wainwright memory?
1: First off, before I give you that, got to eat some crow live here on baseball today. Hand up. Just made an Adam Wainwright video on my own channel talking about how tough of a season he had. And then from the time I wrote the script to now, he goes out there and he beats the best team in the American league and then shuts out the Brewers over seven innings to get to number 200. Obviously amazing accolade to join that club. A lot of great pitchers in that club. Uh, you referenced the curveball, which I'm going to ignore and proceed on because I'm going to uh, pick out the uh, the battery record between him and Yadier Molina. Cause I think that's something that we genuinely may never see again. We talk a lot about records in baseball that can't be broken. Cal Ripken Jr., Dimashio's hit streak. That is up there with them, I think. That battery record between Wayno and Yada, because there's just no sort of stability like that, and there's no sort of players staying on one team for their entire career, much like they did for these past two decades. So I think that's really special, and that's probably the thing I'm going to think of when I remember both of their careers, because I kind of always remember them in unison. Uh, but hats off to Wayno. It was a tough year, but he got the job done.
0: You know, a lot of people don't remember. He started off as a Brave, got traded over to the Cardinals. Do you know who he got traded for? You're like one of those guys that I feel like you know all of this stuff.
1: Mm, Is it someone like significant? It Uh, depends on your definition
0: of significant. I don't know. J.D. Drew.
1: Oh, I could have got that.
0: Yeah, and Eli Marrero. Um yeah traded with Jason Marquis teammate of mine. Uh but uh, you know obviously that's a, a massive deal for the Cardinals bringing in a franchise pitcher like this. I'm going to go uh off of the field for my most memorable Wayno uh moment. I'm going to go with when he won the Roberto Clemente Award because he says is. this is out of his own mouth. It's the most important award he's ever won. And he has a foundation so I kind of want to shout it out. It's the Big League Impact Foundation. Um it's fundraises platforms to help Basic human needs like food, clean water, medical care, shelter, education. Uh, and this this guy does it all. Um, he does a fantasy football league that I was a part of for a few years when I was in the show. That's part of Big League Impact, so um, it's a little close to my heart. I I love when guys like this who you know are really the face of a franchise and and have so much going on. They have to worry about baseball, but they put so much time and effort off the field into you know, their charities and their foundations. I think Wayno is one of those guys who, sure, you get all the career accolades, but talk to mm-hmm. anybody that's played with him and he they're going to tell you what a great professional he was, what a great teammate he was, and then the impact that he had on the community. And I know that gets said a lot. And people might not believe this, but that's what you remember guys for. Like, you know, I've had teammates that are great ball players on the field, But, like, I don't even think about that when I think about them. I think about, you know, how they treated people. Wayno's one of the guys that always treated people the right way. He was a mentor to so many young pitchers. At the end of the day, this dude's got his fingers on everybody, you know, throughout the league because of the mentorship, you know, helping people off the field. It's just Wayno's one of a kind. We wish him luck in whatever he decides to do after baseball. He's also a great in media so he's coming for my job probably whatever way you deserve it today congratulations on win number 200
1: well put ploof yeah man the influence goes deep spends 20 years at this point so well put it does it does moving
0: on and this one you like this question jolly there's something in the orange and the orioles are not done that's a reference to a country singer They take a back-and-forth game right from the Astros' grip down Houston. Cedric Mullins, my goodness, have a game. He ties the game in the seventh, and then he gives the O's the lead in the ninth with a double off Ryan Presley. They're 94-56, and Jolly. Two games behind the Braves for the best record in baseball. Twelve games left. Do the Orioles catch the Braves?
1: what a story it would be trev first of all a little zach Bryan reference early in the day like that as soon as i saw it on the sheet i was like this guy's balling out look at him look at this (laughs) outline uh want to give some quick love to john means who threw five innings of one-run ball that is a little x factor for your baltimore fans you know he hasn't really been the picture the past year and a half but if he can come back and throw some meaningful innings that changes the rotation outline for them going forward but With 12 games to go, I think it's definitely possible, especially because the Braves are a little bit, Falling asleep at the wheel. I know I'm the Mets fan in the room here, but that's four losses in a row. They kind of got punched in the mouth by the Phillies yesterday. Kyle Wright didn't look great. So, I mean, the Orioles definitely have a window here. And when you're pulling out magic wins like this against really good teams like the Houston Astros, it just kind of seems like everything's going their way. Ryan O'Hearn goes five for five at the dish. Remember when he got claimed off waivers? It's just one of those magic seasons where things are really clicking their way. I think a lot of their like run differential stuff and leverage stats are very similar to the blue Jays, but they got like 10 more ones in them. Cause it's just, it's their year, man. It's something in the orange. Wow. It's the
0: O-Sing, baby. Oh, it's their year. Oh my goodness. Shout out Ryan O'Hearn. And you put the sack bunt down, you see the ball I'm all sorry. the way and then you go five for five. Take that bunt haters. Uh Jolly. I'm going to say no. I'm going to no. say no. I love Great. the Orioles. I'm not an Orioles hater. I'm not a Braves hater. Everyone thinks I'm hating on their team, man. I'm not, okay? I promise you, I only root for the Twins. That's it. That's fair. And sometimes I don't even root for them, to be honest with you. Depends on my mood, okay? Uh, but I'll just go schedule for schedule. I think the Braves, you know, against the Marlins, Acuna didn't play, I don't think at all, It'll even the last two games. Yeah, uh, yeah they did get punched in the mouth last time. I think it might be a little bit of a wake-up call. Teams that teams that clinched early, you tend to start to rest and you tend to start to kind of, you know, take the edge off a little bit, but I got to know, I got to believe those guys in that clubhouse are going to say, Hey, 12 games left. I know we're going to have a bye. We got to, we got to get going here. You don't want to sleepwalk into the playoffs. I'm going with also the schedule. Jolly. I know Baltimore had a great game against Houston. I mean, Cedric Mullins, Hey guys, don't throw Cedric Mullins a down and in slider because he hit one off Montero, and then we hit one off Presley. Okay, think of something else. But they got two more games against Houston, four at Cleveland. You know what they just did to the Rangers? Their pitching staff is legit. Two against Washington, and then four against Boston, looking to be a spoiler. I think. I think.
1: For me, it's still like they kind of got something to play for. I know they put the Rays to bed by getting that tiebreaker, and they just got to play good ball from here on out. But you know, the division's not wrapped up yet. So it's I feel not like with a little bit of edge.
0: I I get that, and I put that into consideration for sure. And then I looked at the Braves schedule. They got six more against the Nationals. They're four and two against, and they haven't played them since June. And I think the Nationals even played great ball in August, September. Don't look at their, Mm-mm. don't look at their record in September. It's been bad. There's just There's something about the Orioles, this Braves team, like they. They're so good, man. So I will say I don't think the Orioles catch them. I think the Braves are going to have the best record in baseball this year, and maybe the Dodgers might sneak up. They're only two games behind the Orioles. Who knows, man? I like the year. I like the year with the birds, and you say it's their year. I like that. You and sure. Jake Story Alley. Moving well, I, on. Oh, go ahead.
1: We on. Before we move on, go ahead. Do you remember what Jake said at the beginning of the year about the Orioles on Talking Baseball? I don't.
0: I mean, we. I think we both said some things.
1: I think he took the under and then he watched them play for two weeks. He was like, actually, I'm changing my mind. You can't say you've been on in on them all the way when you really weren't. So I, I got some beef with that. I'm sorry.
0: I'd have to see what if I took the over or under on them. I guess I could pull it up on my list, and maybe I will. Yeah. Uh, but I was not a believer either. And, dude, I mean, prove me wrong. I love it, dude. Everything's great. Great. Love that. Oh, yeah. And today's episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. This is one of my favorite companies going right now uh, because it hits home with me. Uh, If you've ever bought a pair of sunglasses just to lose them or break them, you know, a week later, you feel my pain. It happens to me all the time. And Shady Rays has the best policy. Not only do you get high quality, beautifully crafted sunglasses for a fraction of the price, their return policy is amazing. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. No questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Again, these are beautifully crafted sunglasses for a fraction of the price, and we can help you out even more because you listen to baseball today exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays has giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use today. For 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And that offer now applies to the custom Jimmy and Jake collab shades. So go and get yours now. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code TODAY for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Run. Don't walk. You know who's great? Who's great? Joey Votto. He has such an insightful answer when asked about this possibly being his last homestand in Cincinnati. Uh, at the beginning of the year, though Jolly, he said if if he comes back and doesn't perform, he's going to retire. Mm. Uh, he's got a 767 OPS, 14 homers through 192 ABs. He's playing well enough. He's coming back, right, Jolly? And if so, I mean- and if so, can the Reds let him play for another team? Can they
1: actually do that? You know what? I don't. I don't even think Vada would want to play for another team at this point. I mean we just talked about with Waino how how nice it is to see someone play for one team their entire career how special that is how that's fading away. Vado's not even 40 yet, man. I still feel like he can still go. I mean, look past the batting average whatever. 14 bombs in 57 games, you're clearly still with it. You're clearly still seeing pitches well and swinging the bat well. So I mean, he's important to this team, man. I mean, the Reds are one of the youngest teams in the league. I feel like if you take Vado's age out of their age range, it's probably the youngest in the league. So that mentorship, like we mentioned with Wayno, is incredibly important. And Vado's such a character, such a special baseball player that, again, he's going to be a guy that I think will transition into media really well, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready for Joey Vado to hang it up, especially because the Reds are getting fun again, man. They got a big win last night. Sorry to your twins. But, I mean, they're right on the cusp, man, of a big-time playoff berth, a real playoff berth, not that 2020 seven seed, whatever that we're talking 10 years in the making for this Reds team. I want to see them finish the job.
0: I feel so bad for the year 2020. It's, it's not the year's fault. And what a great year. 2020 should have been a great year. People should have been special. It wasn't though. It wasn't though. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's break this down. First of all, yes, he's going to play again. He's got more in the tank. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Uh, I, I love what you said about the Reds being a very young team. What do I always say on this show? Young teams need guys to show them how to do things the right way. Joey Votto does things the right way. Now, the only thing I'm thinking here, and I would love to see it. I would love to see Votto play with one team his whole career. He's a statue guy. I totally believe he's a statue guy. Um, The only thing is there's this other team that I feel like could really use someone like Joey Votto. And he may or may not have been boring in the country where this team plays. Let's say, Jolly. Let's oh, just say. Trev. The Toronto Blue Jays are in the playoffs right now on this day. They have the second wild card in the AL. Let's say they miss out on the playoffs. They don't have a big window. They don't have a big window. A lot, A Unless they start signing guys left and right, which I don't know if they're going to do. The time is like, it's now. It's been now adding Joey Votto to the Blue Jays in a mentorship part-time role back in Canada. He did say that he would approve a trade back to Toronto. Wow.
1: Trev. The only
0: team that I would say, okay, I'll let him go there. Is that, you think that's a possibility?
1: I So I raised an eyebrow at you, and then I thought of something immediately after one of the signings that As a baseball purist, I hated this offseason was when Brandon Belt left the Giants for the Blue Jays. Because same thing, one team's whole career, won a lot there, World Series rings, statue, whatever. And then he goes to Toronto, and at 35 years old, he's having one of the best seasons of his career. And I think Joey Votto is certainly capable of still putting up crooked numbers this late in his career. So it kind of does make sense, but it makes me feel gross, man. It makes me feel gross. Because I don't want to see him in any other uniform. That's just how it is, man. It's just how it is. I mean, Freddie
0: Freeman makes me feel gross when he plays for uh, Canada. Don't even start. I wish he you played
1: for team. I'm just
0: kidding, Freddie. You do whatever you want. I understand your reasoning. Uh Look, Blue Jays need left-handed bats in the lineup. What does Joey Votto bat? It could happen, Jolly. The main thing here is Joey Votto's a stud. We love listening to him talk. He will be great in the media. I'm sick of all these guys who are going to be great in the media. I mean, leave me alone, guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's going to be a red next year. Mm. He going to be a red next year. Let's not get crazy. Dude. I love it. I love it. And a special thank you to Farmers Dog. I love this company. I don't have a dog personally, but my mom has some dogs that I love very much. And... Uh, The results of switching your dog's food from kibble to fresh can seem like magic. And my mom has said this. Uh, Farmer's dog doesn't use any sorcery or secret ingredients to make their fresh food, just science. Uh, They make and deliver fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets. It's nutritionally balanced and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. I love that. And again, my mom has said, once she started feeding her dog, this product, Farmer's dog, uh, he stopped eating grass. He stopped. You know, being irritable and he seems happier overall in general. And I think you want that for your dog as well. So this is what we can do for you because we like to hook you up for listening to the show. You get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash johnboy. Thefarmersdog.com slash johnboy. Plus you get free shipping. That's the farmersdog.com slash John Boy for 50% off your first order. Go do it. Your dog will thank you again. The farmersdog.com slash John Boy. Go get you 50% off and make your dog happy and your life easier. Speaking <laughs> of, I don't know. I can't have I can't segue this one. The Rangers. Make like the wind and blow another save. I, I was trying to do a <laughs> joke there. And I couldn't think of anything. I was tired when I wrote these. They make great. like the wind and blow another save since August 13th. Jolly. They're three for six, three and 16 in save opportunities. Three of 16 in save opportunities. That's not good. Let me say that again. Three of 16. Oh, the offense has been ice cold as well. Adelise Mm. Garcia, Josh Jung made the return last night. Maybe that'll help. My question to you, my good friend, what's more important for them to get going, the offense
1: or that bullpen? It's easy, man. I mean, I know we were talking about this Rangers team as a team that can out-hit their mistakes and out-hit their pitching staff, but, like, They got to give you a chance. And Jordan Montgomery gave them a chance last night. His best start in weeks, six innings, one earned run. And then it's immediately undone by the bullpen. I mean, they have the worst staff ERA by far in the American league in September, a (laughs) 6.14 staff ERA. You can't compete with that. If you're giving up six runs a game, you can't out hit that on a sustainable basis. And the Rangers, I know I said it yesterday and I feel bad because I feel like I'm bullying this team, but they had a nice chance to just pick up a little bit of ground and reverse the momentum a little bit and hold themselves together at home in front of their fans. And they let a very winnable game slip through their fingers against a Boston team that just got blown out by the Blue Jays in three games in a sweep. It's bad, man. I know that they got some reinforcements, but just five hits last night. Time's running out, man. Time is running out on the Texas Rangers.
0: I've been so slow on this because I've been part of teams and I've always said that the bullpen is just so fluid. Like You you start the year with people in your pen, it ain't going to be who you end the year with. It's just not how it goes. That's not how a bullpen is. You make moves, guys have good seasons, uh, ups and downs, someone catches fire, you ride the hot hand, all these things. I've been waiting for that to happen with the Texas Rangers bullpen. Hey, you got to have a good streak in you because that's the way baseball works. It hasn't come, Jolly. I think I'm finally on that train, man. Like I'm really not worried about the offense. Sure, the last four games, the run totals, like three, one, two, two, that ain't good. But I I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think they're going to get the offense going because there's just too many good hitters, especially when you're getting those two guys back they got to figure something out and figure something out fast. I don't know what that means. They don't, It's not like they have the starting pitching depth to kick somebody to the bullpen. They just brought up one of their top prospects. Is it, is it enough to say, screw it, let's bring Jack Leiter up too? Might as well try something jolly because this yeah. is not working, man. And as we sit today, Tuesday, September 19th in the morning, they're tied with the Mariners.
1: The last I mean, wild card spot. That's what we talked about yesterday, right? I think we said Mariners and Blue Jays might be the teams that, you know, get left out of the dance, but not if the Rangers keep shooting themselves in the foot, man. I know we talk tiebreakers and stuff like that, but when half of your staff has an ERA over six in the month of September, including guys that have had great years, Dane Dunning had a great year, but he's stumbling at the finish. Chapman had a great year, gets traded here, stumbling at the finish. Like this is why we play the games, man. September baseball is the most important baseball of the year you got to be built to last, and the Rangers, the wheels are falling off at the very end. It must be so frustrating for Texas fans.
0: It's frustrating for me when I look at this team because I feel like they should be rewarded for what they've done. They have went out yeah. and reconstructed a roster. They spent money in free agency. They've made trades. They've given up prospects. They traded the Cunha's brother, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have been going for it and i want to see teams like that at least rewarded with the playoff spot and the teams that we've seen kind of going for it as of late through free agency man your mets the san yeah. diego padres the texas rangers it hasn't been working out for them so rangers you're kind of our saving grace this year you got to get in the dance man figure something out i don't know what it is dude i don't know what it
1: Never is ever yet but we'll see
0: all right, we're going to finish out the show, as we always do, with a little something lighter, okay? a mm-hmm. uh, Big night for Brian Wu of the Mariners as he pitched and got the win in Oakland, uh, where he grew up, and he attended high school, I believe, at Alameda High School, which is very close uh, to the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, it was his first time pitching there, and a large I contingency think. of his family and friends were there in attendance. You always love to see those uh, videos and clips. My question to you, my young friend, is, what's the coolest thing you've done in front of your parents?
1: Oh, that's it's a great question. I like, I like this one a lot. You mentioned lighter. That is a much lighter topic. Shout out to Brian Wu. Great start against the A's. Had to get it done. M's going to win. Uh, for me, I'm going to take it back to high school. My junior year of high school. I never played an instrument. Uh, I had a group of friends that were all musicians and I liked going to their shows and their drummer in their band said, I'm not playing for you guys anymore. I'm out. And they were like, hey, you have a drum kit at your house because my brother played drums. And they were like, can you learn in three months, learn this set list and come play with us? And I was like, I can try. And in three months, I was able to pick up the instrument and play it serviceably. Not great, but serviceably. And at my first show ever, my parents actually came to the show, like amidst a bunch of teenagers not really understanding the music that was going on. And I got to play in front of them. And my parents thought it was really cool because my dad grew up a musician. I never played an instrument before and I was able to go up there and do it. And I've been playing drums ever since for about eight years. And I think that moment there kind of gave me the confidence to be like, yeah, I could t- I could totally do this. So, yeah.
0: I love that. And I do love your drum videos. Whenever you put them on, I'm like, okay, I, I would love to play drums. You and I should I jam. Do. I can jam a little
1: bit. You and Kotak.
0: Yeah, I know. Two drummers in our band? Is that what we're doing? Okay. Let's can do rock it. some percussion. What is it? Slipknot? <laughs> all right, for me, uh, a couple of baseball moments stick out in my mind, obviously. Jeez, man, it's all I ever did growing up. Uh, but I had an older brother. And, mm. uh, you know, my parents, who we lived very far from where we went to school and where we played baseball. Um, we could afford a house where we lived, and my dad worked where we did all of our stuff so we'd make the commute every day. So it's hard for them to have me and my brother who's 4 years older than me on different teams. Mm. So when I was 8 years old, my brother was 12 years old and we played on the same Little League team. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, I was, you know, I was obviously a good baseball player, um, but you know, tw- if you have kids, you know the huge difference between an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old. It's <laughs> it's shocking you know just the physical maturity all of that stuff uh but i remember this very very vividly and my dad will still tell this story uh we were playing and i was playing in center field of this game just a little i was tiny too little tiny kid and my brother was a very good pitcher and everyone wanted to get hits off him never could this my brother was a dominant little league player mm. so this one dude who like is like the other big like player in the league he gets a knock off my brother, and he's like so happy. So it's a line drive to center field, and he's like s- like kind of like celebrating, like super happy, smiling down the line. A young T blue <laughs> comes in one hops the ball from center field and it hoses the guy out at first base.
1: <laughs> oh so he's out. He didn't even get a hit. That's insane. <laughs> so
0: like i remember that and like i remember like watching my dad's like face like after that and like i knew i made him proud and like that was like after that i was like dude i need to like i want to feel like that more and more (laughs) and that kind of like catapulted
1: me man but so eight-year-old could had a flamethrower for an arm is what you're saying yeah
0: i did i was just a little scrawny kid but i could throw the ball man
1: always always always, awesome that's awesome
0: Well, that's all we got for today. Again, jolly filling in the last two days. We really appreciate it. Uh, Whenever you come on, you're prepared, you do good work, and you're just strikingly handsome, and that's nice because usually I got Chris Rose on the other side here.
1: Hey, come on.
0: Chris Rose will be back tomorrow. Uh, Again, shout out to him for living out a childhood dream. We appreciate everyone uh, who listens and watches. And, again, if you want to be part of our AMP community, download the app, come hang. I'm about to do 30 minutes on there talking with the people taking calls. So do that. Come check us out. Uh, But for Jolly, for Dan Rourke, super producer, and myself, Trevor Plouffe, we'll see you next time on Baseball Today.